Hello mama! I hope your day is so fantastic. I had a pretty good morning. I finally checked off the box to take my kids to the dentist. If you're ever wondering, if you're ever confused about me thinking just maybe I'm the perfect mother, um, and I hope I tell you enough that I'm not and give you some tangible examples of that, but today I have another one. I think it has been three years since I've taken my children to the dentist, so um, that was that. I praise the Lord they don't have cavities though, so you know what? <laughs> I was like sweating in there like, oh gosh, how many cavities? What is it going to be like? Are they going to judge me? <laughs> so I feel great that we finally went there. Check that off the box. I think I have my dentist appointment next week, which it's been even longer than that. No judgments around here, okay? Um, especially for my mom, who is a dental hygienist. Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I feels good to get that done. Um, but I am excited to continue this uh, topic with you, just reaching into anxiety and what that looks like and unpacking for you what it looks like for me to walk through anxiety and, and take captive my anxious thoughts. And I shared kind of in the last episode how I've just been struggling with some of those lately. And so I just wanted to share with you like my personal formula for what it looks like to get out of that. And this is something I also teach about in the academy. And this is kind of the whole, these two episodes are loosely based on kind of the structure we go through. Um, in that first, we kind of tackle spiritually asking God and inviting him into to that space to get rid of the fear, to get rid of the anxious thoughts, taking captive those and the authority that we have. And so we go through that and then we go into restoration theory, which I talked a little bit about in the last episode as well, and just teaching you to rewire your brain through restoration theory. It's such a powerful tool and it has been in my life and so many other lives. And, and then we go into applying it. And so that's what we're going to kind of dive into today is I'm going to touch a little bit more on kind of like what it looks like to calm down your brain. And then we're going to go into kind of application. Like what does it look like to apply some of this and get kind of practical um, and just kind of even um, reflect on what is going on, what is underneath that anxiety. So we're going to go there today. But I do want to remind you, today is the very last day to get the discount on the Academy. Right now it is $200 dollars off. And I'm just so excited to invite you into that space because I actually get to like walk you through side by side, all of the things that I talk about on the podcast. Um, I have, there's a bunch of videos and worksheets you work through at your own pace. And then we meet weekly for group coaching where I get to hear about your life and like have an eye in what's going on and get to speak directly into you. And it so lights me up every time we have a group coaching call, because I love to actually get to know you and get to speak into your life as much as I love sitting here and talking to all of you. I also like want to know who you are and what's going on and get to get to have a direct impact. And so I love it so much. And so I hope that you will join me. You can um, go to morningmamaacademy.gr8.com for more information, like whole page of all the information. But I want to real quickly just read one review to you. Some of these are on that page too, but I just think hearing from someone else that's walked through it about why it impacted them can be a lot more powerful than me just telling you why it's impactful. So this is from Katie W. She was a spring 2022 graduate and she said, this program was one of the best investments I've ever made. Restoration theory has been incredibly life-changing for me and my entire family and learning it through this program with Brittany's education and support made it possible for me to really implement all of this and bring it into my daily experience as a wife 
and a mama. I'm so grateful for the tools I walked away with and the friendships I made throughout the coaching process. Honestly, I would have paid twice the amount for the benefit I got out of it. Every mama who's struggling to move forward in growth needs to go through this program. Thank you, Katie. I don't know if you're still listening around here, but that I'm so blessed by those words. And I just love hearing like what God does when you show up to do the work and you have the courage to face it all and do the heavy lifting to like wade through all of it with, with support, right? I'm right there alongside with you, but God shows up in a miraculous way. And he truly has changed the lives of everyone that has shown up to do the work. And I believe he'll do the same thing for you. So if you know that it's time to go deeper into your healing, it's time to, to take back your life, like stop the guilt, stop the shame, stop the anger, stop the overwhelm and just get into a place of peace and joy. Now there's going to be hard things that come up, but you're going to have the tools to handle those hard things. And you're going to strengthen your relationship with God so you can face those hard things. So don't miss this chance. Join right now. You can get $200 off, go and apply the link for the application or for the information page. And then the application is in the show notes, morningmamaacademy.gr8.com. You can also find the link in the Facebook group or anywhere. Just email me, support at morningmama.co. And you really can't email me any questions you might have. I would love to talk with you through it and yeah, just help you figure out if this is the right thing for you. Because it's it's really not for everyone. It really is for someone that is going to be motivated and driven and ready to go there and ready to to do the hard work. It is hard work. There's no like easy way through it. but I come alongside you. So you're not trying to navigate it alone or figure it out alone. So I hope you'll join me. Um, anyways, I digress. Let's jump into our episode. Welcome to the morning mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. mama. So in the last episode, I unpacked one, how to kind of spiritually and supernaturally take hold of the anxiety that arises. And then two, I began to talk about how to get your brain to cooperate with that, like just to cooperate with the truth of God's word. Um, and so I use both and we're going to go into some other things that I do as well. And, um, so I talked about the four steps that I use within restoration theory and then Now, as I wrap up kind of that part of it, getting your brain to kind of calm down, um, there's a couple strategies I have, and these kind of are like a little bit of deeper work where you're going to kind of go in and just maybe even journal about these or think through it. But ultimately, first of all, the first question that I go into is what is the worst case scenario? Now, I know sometimes like this can create more fear, but ultimately for me, I have found that I have to go here because my mind is kind of already going there, but because I'm not fully defining it, because I'm not sitting with that long enough to really like think about what the worst case scenario is, it's very like, uh, ambiv- what is the word I'm looking for? It's very elusive. Maybe that's the word. <laughs> and so my brain is like, 
it, it makes it even, it's even scarier because I'm not even sure what I'm fully afraid of, right? Like, like I've talked about the anxiety for me recently has been coming up with when my husband's gone and hearing noises in the house. And so my brain, like it goes to this weird, like this like state of like fear. And it's like, what am I even afraid of? Right. Am I afraid of someone being there? Am I afraid of demonic forces? Am I afraid of them hurting my children, of them hurting me, like of them stealing my things? Like what exactly am I afraid of? And for me, it really helps to actually define that because ultimately once I define that, I can see a specific of like, okay, I'm afraid of them hurting me, for example. And I'm not going to we can go there with children too, but I don't, I want you to do this if you're comfortable, because I know our minds, if we hear examples, it can just perpetuate fear. And so we're not going to go there. Just think about them hurting me. And I'm like, okay, ultimately, like that would be obviously horrific, very traumatic. However, I have seen God move in the darkest of scenarios. I have seen God redeem the deepest wounds of my heart. I have seen him take terrible situations and make them beautiful. And on top of that, I have heard stories of how God has saved people. There was, I'm sure I've shared it with you before, and it's been so long, I'll probably really mess up the details of it. But essentially, that when there was genocide in, I want to say Rwanda, but it might have been another country. It was a long time ago. And I actually saw this woman speak. Um, Essentially, the one of the the tribes that was opposite um, who this woman was, I think this was like the Tutsis and the, gosh, I'm sorry, I should have looked this up. But anyways, there was a tribe opposite her and that tribe was trying to kill off the other tribe. And so they were going into all of the houses and killing everyone, women, children, everyone. And so this tribe was coming into her town and she went and hid in someone's house. And I think that even just the fact that she found a house to hide in was a really crazy story. I think it was like someone from that tribe let her try and let her into that space. So anyways, God was already working in it, right? But then the 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 bad guys, we'll call them, right? <laughs> I have a four-year-old the, and a two-year-old too. They both love uh, superheroes. The bad guys came to this house and suspected that these people were hiding some of the the people they wanted to kill. And so these guys began searching the house. Now this was like not a big house. It was, um, you know, not a lot of rooms to hide. There was no like secret compartment. Um, and these guys were very thorough. They would even like open up suitcases. They would go under beds. Like they, they did not leave any space untouched. Like they were very, very thorough because there had been lots of people hiding people in different places. So they came in and this woman had, uh, was a Christian and she knew that God was powerful. And so she said, if, if God can truly do anything, I'm going to pray that these guys can't even see me, like that. They just don't even know that I am here, that even if they open the door that they don't see me. And so she's, she's hiding in this bathroom. That's like, really, it's not like this secret hidden thing, right? But she's hiding in this bathroom and just praying big prayers, believing that God could protect her in this way and that God could do something miraculous. And so she prayed this and believed this. And then, you know, she could hear the guys going through the house, ripping apart everything, going under the bed, all the places. And then the guy, I can't remember how she phrased it exactly, but he looks over to the bathroom door um, and he says something like, oh, is that another room? like, you know, looking at, she knew it was the room that she was in. He was looking at. And then 
I can't remember how it was, but I think one of the guys was like, no, I don't think so. Let's move on or something really weird, right? Like it didn't make any sense. They saw the door, but somehow God convinced them it wasn't real. The door wasn't there. I don't know. They, they did not open the door. They did not find her. And she was stuck in that bathroom, I think for a long time. I can't remember. I think it was months because she learned English while she was in stuck in that bathroom. But that story, as much as I butchered it, I hope that some of the impact came from it. But um, essentially, like it just opened my eyes to be like, okay, God is the God of the impossible. He can actually do anything, anything. So say there was someone in my house, like I have the power and prayer and faith to believe that they're just not going to see me and not going to see my children's rooms, like whatever. Right. And so all that to say, right, we already kind of went over the supernatural part. And so this is part of, it can be part of your prayer as well. But this also just helps me fuel that faith that no matter what happens, right? That's why I go to the worst case scenario and spell it out because I, when I actually have something in front of me, then I'm like, okay, if that worst case scenario happened, I know that God would be there. He would either hide us or he would get me through the pain or he would like whatever it is like, and then he's going to redeem it. Right? So every bad thing that we walk through, God can turn into the most beautiful thing and bring beauty out of it and bring purpose out of it, bring redemption out of it. Right? That's, that's what he does. It was not his plan for us to suffer, but when we chose sin, we chose suffering. And so now we live in a new reality where there is suffering, but God doesn't leave us there. He wants to redeem all of it. And so I actually spell out that worst case scenario so that I know exactly what I'm dealing with. And then my imagination like has a a direct place to go. And I imagine it because then I can actually imagine what God's going to do through it. Well, how God is going to show up. What are the different ways that God's going to be there and he's going to get me through it. And so that helps me is actually spelling that out. And the second part that I do is it's very similar, but I, I also just spell out like, what exactly am I worried about? Right. So go into the worst case scenario, but also like just kind of mapping out the different things I am worried about. Like I am worried for my children, um, to accept Christ. I'm worried for my children to possibly have abuse, right? Like, like going through those kind of things and mapping out like the specifics of that for me gives me a freedom. One, it gives me a way to pray, right? Like now I can pray specifically over those things instead of just having like this anxiety, right? Like sometimes anxiety can be attached to something specific, but a lot of times we get anxious because we don't fully have defined what we're feeling. We haven't sat down to think through what we're feeling or process what we're feeling or to, to know really what those fears are. We, it's just like this moving cloud and that confusion can create that anxiety. And so when I map it out, I can find ways to pray. And then I can also find ways to praise because ultimately praise is one of the things that's going to take us out of any kind of dark moment where we're overwhelmed or confused or whatever it is. Praise flips the bad stuff on its head. And so then like, say I'm worried about my children and, um, what was my first example? My children accepting Christ. So then I start praying and, and praising. Okay. God, thank you for my children. Thank you that I have children. God, thank you that I know you. Thank you that I found you. Thank you that I 
found you even in the midst of brokenness. Thank you, God, that even when I went down dark roads in my life, I, I still found you at the end of them. Thank you that you drew me out of those dark waters and that you put my feet on a solid rock. Thank you that you have given me tools to speak to my children. Thank you that we are in a church that really believes in them and equips them and, and pours into them. Thank you, God, for the prayers of their grandparents, God. Right, so you just begin thanking God for all of the things surrounding that, right? And even as you heard me talk, like that was just kind of the natural progression that I went in my brain. And I, as I went, I was reminded of how even when I took some wrong turns in my life and made some bad choices, like God still found me there. God pulled me out of that place. And so then we can look at our children and think like, okay, even if they take some wrong turns, which right? We, we pray they don't. We try and equip them not to, right? We do everything that we can, that we know to do, but sometimes it's going to happen. And so even then we know that God is following them. He's seeking them. He's going to find them, right? If you train up in a child in the way they should go when they're old, they will not depart from it. That's what the scripture says. So we, we, we have some faith there. And so when you begin to praise God over those worries, you begin to see the bigger picture of things because ultimately those worries are very narrow-minded thinking. They, they leave God out of the equation because remember, God says, never be afraid. Like, do not fear. Like, there's no purpose in fear. You don't need it. Throw it out. You're done. You can be done. <laughs> and so, how, but, but, but the thing is, we do live in a fallen and broken world. So that doesn't make sense if we just look at that, but that's how I begin to praise because then we see the bigger picture. We don't just see this narrow image of the world and our brokenness and our sin and the fear. We see the bigger picture of all that's at play of how God is bigger than all of this. God is working behind our backs. God is working for us at all times and for our children. And so we, we write out the specifics of what it is we're worried about so we can pray and so we can praise. Okay. And I know this is under like the brain category. And that to me is because it helps me like stop those patterns of thinking. Like, yes, God can supernaturally move and work, but ultimately right in, in this, I'm really training my brain to see the bigger picture, to have more faith, to believe that God's going to bring me through everything. And, you know, I, I tell you about it all the time because it had such a, a profound impact on my life, but that's like what happened through my miscarriage. Like when the worst thing happened, I, I saw how God moved. I saw how God strengthened me and made it so beautiful. And so that, that has helped retrain my anxious thoughts because I now more automatically go to that place where I'm like, Ooh, what's God going to do? Ooh, what's God up to? Ooh, how is God going to redeem this? Right. And so we need to train our brains to go to that bigger picture and, and have that kind of faith to see, see through that lens, like see through the lens of faith at what we're looking at and not through the lens of the world or through the lens of, um, lies and pain and what the enemy wants us to see, right? We, we look through it through the lens of faith. So write down what's the worst case scenario, write down the summary of your fears. And then, uh, and when I say summary, I mean like bullet points, what are the different things that you, you fear what's in that anxiety. And really, if you've sit down to do it, you're probably going to find a bunch of things all muddled up together in there. And so write it all down specifically, and then you can pray over those specifically, and then you can praise over those specifically. Okay. Number three. So this is, um, this is what I kind of called the application in my intro talking about how to apply it, but it, it is kind of just like deeper work. So ultimately what this is, is, is getting underneath 
the symptom, right? Okay, so the symptom is anxiety. And we, we got under it before when I talked about the brain and like what's the pain underneath it. But ultimately, there's, there's also going to be some practical things at play in your life that are contributing to this, like a deeper issue that's going on that is leading to this anxiety, right? And that deeper issue is probably triggering that pain and then leading to that anxiety. Um, and so this, here's some examples of what this looks like. Like, so what is underneath the symptom? So maybe if you are, um, feeling fear and anxiety about your marriage and where your husband's at, what your husband's doing and what it all feels like, then maybe like my question is like, does your relationship need some work? Like, where are you guys at in your marriage? What's been going on? Like, are you guys both mutually investing in it? Like trying to look at like what is underneath that, looking at the actual thing, right? Or, um, or maybe it's actually not about like him. Maybe it's about you. Like, do you really trust him? And do you really trust anyone? Like, is there anyone you fully trusted? Do you trust God? And we'll go more there in a second. But like, maybe it's absolutely nothing about what your husband's doing or not doing, but it's about you and your struggle to trust, right? Have you been wounded in your past? Like, specifically by a father figure, but really by anyone. And, and has that led to a wound where you now struggle to trust? And so now you're constantly paranoid about your relationship because you don't know how to trust. And so you've got to look underneath it because otherwise you're going to be stuck in that anxiety and, and dealing with like the, the second, third layers of what's going on instead of digging up the roots of what's going on. And so you need to know like, what are the roots of that? Like, and, and how do you get to a place where you could really trust him? What would that look like? And ultimately that would be like some healing work. Right. But then also some conversations with your spouse and, and trying to make sure that he knows where you're at and he can support you and what you're feeling. And he can walk through you with, walk with you through what you're dealing with. Right. Okay. And then also like, what about God? Do you really trust God? Because ultimately and I think I shared this with you recently because it's been something that's stuck in my brain. I think it came from the book. Um, oh gosh, what was it called? Dangerous Prayers by Craig Rochelle. Highly recommend it. It's so good. But he talked about how he realized that the areas that he fears the most are the areas he trusts God the least. And wow, that really has stuck with me. Like I just, I think about that all the time. Anytime I have fear sneak into my life, I'm like, whoa, this means I'm not trusting God here. Like this ultimately, like that's what's going on. I'm not trusting God because remember he says, do not fear. Right? So if, if he says, don't fear, that means he's got it handled. It means he's taking care of us. Like he's got the, like the control piece in order, right? Cause that's what kind of we, when we fear, we're kind of trying to control, we're trying to like guess what might happen so that we can feel more in control or so we can be ready when it happens. But ultimately that doesn't work. It just creates that anxiety, right? And because we're not in control. And even if we can guess what's going to happen, it's still going to hurt us, right? But if we trust in God, who is in control, has a lot more power than us, has all of the power, right? Then, then we can find that peace. And so ultimately, like, every fear that we struggle with, like whatever else might be under there, right? Like a lack of trust in people, um, maybe a relationship that needs work. Like maybe you're not investing in the relationship. Maybe the husband's not investing, whatever it is. Ultimately like that or, or an entirely different topic, like your kids or whatever, all fear ultimately comes down to a lack of trust in God. 
And so you need to explore that, like go there. What, why are you struggling to trust God in this area? Like, what is it about this? What is it about your relationship with God? Like what, why is this coming up and what does it look like to handle that? And then a couple other kind of things to look at, like I gave the example of the marriage, but the same kind of examples go for, for other areas, right? Like for your kids, like if you're not trusting your kids, like what do you need to do? Like, why are you not trusting them? Is it, um, have, do you feel like you've trained them enough? Do you feel like they need some more training in a certain area? Like, what does that look like? How can you invest in that? Right? Like how can you pour into that specific area and equip them for what might be ahead or for what they're in right now that you're, you're wondering if they're going to be able to get through it well, um, or, or maybe something that's ahead of them and they're not even there yet, but you're already getting anxious about it. Like, how can you equip them now for what's ahead so that you can trust them? Ultimately, it's still going to come down to their own decisions and their own self-control, but you can train, you can equip, and that's going to have an impact on how they handle the things that are coming in front of them. Um, another example too is like maybe what's underneath the anxiety is your feelings of inadequacy. Like maybe you are just so worried about not being good enough and that is contributing to every area of your life and you're just constantly feeling like you're not good enough and you're so worried about that. And so then you need to go and handle that. Like that's the thing you need to tackle is not feeling good enough. And you know, if you let this like I was kind of talking in the last episode, it's like a little hole, right? You let in this hole of like, okay, maybe I don't feel good enough, but okay, it makes sense. But, and so you let this little hole open and then things, that hole just keeps getting ripped open more and more and more and more things flood in there. And so if you have a little bit of fear about not being good enough, suddenly you're letting in other fears and the fears are just bursting through that hole that you've made. And so you've really got to handle like this not feeling good enough. Even if it's in a situation that kind of makes sense, like you've got to figure out how to have your identity rooted in God and not in your performance. You've got to have your, like know who God says you are, not who man has told you you are. You've got to stand firmly in that or it's going to open up this pinhole and allow anxiety into your world. So that's my question to you. What is under the symptom? What is underneath the anxiety? Like explore that, spend some time going there because that is like a secondary reaction to what is really happening. Okay. The next thing I have for you, and this isn't going to necessarily apply to all of the different forms of anxiety that pop up, but I do know like if, if it's specifically anxiety about like moving forward in something like something new, something God is calling you to stepping out in faith, saying yes to, um, a new project, a new job, a new leadership position, a new baby, like whatever that is, um, assuming it's like what God is calling you to, then what you need to do is so simple but it's true. And you need to hear this. If that's you, like you just need to do the thing. That's it. You need to do the thing. Your anxiety is not going to get better. Like you're not going to have this magic day where suddenly the anxiety is gone. And now you're like, Oh, I feel fine about this. This is great. Let's do it. Right. And now I'm not talking about rushing into things, you know, without peace. We're not talking about that. We're talking about having 
fear that's coming in because you know God's calling you to something. And you think that maybe if you grow stronger, maybe if the situation in your life changes, maybe if, you know, X, Y, and Z happen, then you'll be ready for what he's calling you to. But, but if you know he's calling you to it now, you need to just do it. And, and doing it is going to take away the anxiety. It might produce more at first, but eventually it's going to take away the anxiety, right? Like, speaking, right? I've shared before about how I don't like to be the center of attention. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't, I didn't ever like presentations or anything like that. It's, it's just not my jam, but although apparently it is, thank you, God, (laughs) but it would bring me a lot of anxiety to be in front of anyone before to be speaking. And now because I've stepped into a yes on the podcast, right? And I'm here with you and it's, it's a little different because you're not in front of me. However, I'm practicing speaking, right? And I'm showing up and this is being released into the public. Everyone can listen to it. It's all available, right? Like that's very vulnerable for me. But as I've done that, it has helped me tackle that anxiety. Anxiety didn't get like it didn't get better before I started this. It, it got worse for a minute after I started it. But as I kept doing the thing and doing it and doing it and doing it, I'm, I'm in a new threshold where I'm able to actually stand in confidence. And even I had the opportunity to, we had like a, a young communicator Sunday at my church and I got to be one of those communicators. I made a joke about being young. I love that. And I got, I made the cutoff, but anyways, it was such an honor. And Well, like it was still pretty intense and like terrifying in a lot of respects. I also had a new threshold to stand on because I have practiced and practiced and faced my anxiety again and again. And now doing that, it wasn't like crippling for me. It was intense, but it wasn't crippling. And to some extent, I even enjoyed it. And there's a lot of progress I want to make on my public speaking, but it was a good first start. And I didn't feel like you know, horrified by it all. And so when there is something in front of you, like you gotta just do it. And that is how the anxiety is going to decrease for you. Not by waiting because the longer you wait, the worse it is going to get. And ultimately too, if there is like something that you have been avoiding and you've been saying no to it because you've been anxious about it, that could also be kind of like that pinprick that creates that hole and is letting anxiety flood into your life. You know, like one one area of anxiety can, can flood into another. And so if, if you've done that, then that might be contributing to where you're at. If you let fear in, in one area, it's going to sneak into others. Um, so that is my tip for you. If that is what you're doing, like just do it. It's so simple, but you got to do it. It's real. So go do the thing, mama. I know you can do it. All right. Lastly, so that's kind of like a summary of what, what it looks like to walk through all of the things for anxiety with me. And, um, you know, that wasn't, like I said, it was a very rough kind of, uh, picture of the Academy as well. This is not exactly how we go through it, but, but what we do in the Academy is that we, go to the spiritual place. We allow God to step in. We, we take authority and then we do restoration theory, work on our brain, work on rewiring it, um, work on what's underneath everything and then apply it into all of our relationships. So that's also where we're like looking underneath, like what's contributing to this symptom in this relationship. And we kind of take a comb through all of your relationships and, and apply it in that way, like what's underneath it. And then we, we talk about purpose and stepping into purpose. And so that's kind of where that came from as well as um, when we step into purpose, like that's when we have even more healing and more breakthrough because we're doing the work that God's called us to do. And there's nothing more fulfilling than that because like, that's, 
the job God has for you on this earth. Like if God's going to give you a job, it's going to be the best job ever. Always going to be hard. Always going to be have par- parts of it that you don't want to do, but it's going to be the best. So we, we end talking about that. And ultimately, like I do believe like walking in purpose is going to be like where you see symptoms fall away the most. The more that you can be walking in purpose in every area of your life and just going and not letting anything slow you down or stop you. Like that's really when, when things, um, some of this just falls away because like you're moving too fast, right? For it to stick to you, right? Like if, if you, if you're going slow enough that you allow it to slow you down and you get stuck, you get stuck on the couch, you get stuck, uh, not reaching out, not making movement, right? It, it just piles on top of you. But if you're moving, you're moving, you're going like it can't touch you. Like you feel it, you see it, but you keep moving. And so it just goes behind you. Right. And then you're going to come up and on another cloud of anxiety and it's going to, you're going to move right through it. Right. And so I notice this anxiety, like come up at times, but I keep moving keep going. I don't let it slow me down. I process it. I look through it. I look underneath it. I pray, right? I do all of these things, but I don't let it slow me down. And eventually like I move through that cloud and I hit a new place of peace. So walk in purpose. (laughs) I mean, that's always my directive to you, but, um, really quickly, lastly, I want to share, um, some practical sleep tips. Cause I know I titled the first one for sure about how to like battle sleep when anxious thoughts are how to, how to sleep when anxious thoughts are stealing your sleep, something like that. Anyways, I wanted to give you some like really practical sleep tips and maybe this needs to be a whole other episode, but just real quickly, because I know I talked about a lot of like you know, deeper stuff, but like some quick sleep tips that can help you sleep. If you're struggling one essential oils, highly recommend if, and even research has shown, if you, um, smell the same thing when going to bed, it's going to help you like go to that place faster every time. And so diffusing like an essential oil is going to help. Lavender is a great one. Um, other options as well. Um, not going to go too much into that. Um, having your bedtime at the same time. So making sure you're getting to sleep at the, about the same time every night is going to also really help your body get into that, um, rhythm and it's going to help you fall asleep more quickly. Um, no screens before bed, making sure you're off TV, uh, off your phone, off computers, um, uh, like an hour before you go to bed at least so that your brain can really calm down from that and really reading. Gosh, I have noticed is so helpful to get me to that place. That I'm ready to be sleeping. Um, alcohol, alcohol can really stop you from good sleep. Like, um, even if it's like, even like, I can't remember the statistics, but something like even three hours before you go to sleep, it can affect your sleep. So trying to avoid alcohol, um, especially right before bed and then magnesium can also help. I'm not a doctor, but, um, from what I have heard and experienced, magnesium can really be helpful to help your body settle down and get that restful sleep. So those are some quick tips. I wanted to give you those just because of the title of the episode. Um, and you know, we, we do the work of our brain, but we can also use our bodies and, and understand like how science works, right. To, to utilize, to battle some of these, um, invisible forces that we're experiencing with anxiety. So let me pray for you. Okay, let's go. Um, God, we just thank you for your healing and redemption. God, we thank you that you never leave us in a dark place, God, but you always bring us out of it. You always redeem it. You always call us higher. God, we just praise you for your goodness. We praise you that you never leave us or forsake us and that you're with us in the, in the darkest parts, God. And so we just pray for freedom right now from anxiety from every mama listening. God, would you just set her free? God, would you put her, her feet on a solid rock, God, and help her not to have to be bothered down by this any longer, God. And I just pray that you would just 
lead her to the place that you want her to go to, to escape this, God, to, to be done with this anxiety, God, and to get freedom from it and to have, uh, take authority over it, God. And we just thank you that you're going to show her the way, Lord, and that you're going to, um, just walk her out of that, God, as she has the courage to face it and do the work. God, we love you and we praise you and we just want more of you, God, in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, mama. If you've found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.